As a listener to Intelligent Medicine, you know that fish oil provides the vital omega-3s, EPA, and DHA that support your cardiovascular, brain, nerve, vision, immune system, joint, and skin health, as well as your inflammatory balance. My preferred fish oil brand is Vital Nutrients, offering a line of 11 ultra-pure omega-3 solutions, including soft gels, liquid, and enteric-coated options in a variety of potencies. Vital Nutrients even offers a high-performance and nutrient-dense vegan omega supplement option. Vital Nutrients' line of ultra-pure omega-3 solutions are held to the most rigorous quality standards in the industry, ensuring maximum freshness, purity, and potency. I use Vital Nutrients myself and recommend it to my patients. For more information and to order, call 888-328-9992. That's 888-328-9992. Or go to vitalnutrients.co. That's vitalnutrients.co for the Vital Nutrients line of ultra-pure omega-3 solutions. Back to today's Intelligent Medicine Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Ronald Hoffman. We're together, uh, Layla Mutin and I, for our weekly Q&A with Layla. And mm-hmm. we're answering questions. Radio program at AOL.com is the destination for questions. So, why don't you read the next question? All right. We've got an email from Bob. About a year ago, my primary care physician identified atrial fibrillation in my annual checkup. Mm-hmm. He sent me to a cardiologist immediately and... Yeah. They told me to take a daily aspirin. Okay. After getting tested, I was told I had infrequent asymptomatic AFib. Okay. There are no good conclusions about the cause. I feel no unusual symptoms, no dizziness, no palpitations. I'm in good physical condition. I'm age 60. I exercise regularly. I have a good diet. I take some good supplements. With each visit, the cure seems to escalate to AFib medications, beta blockers, blood thinners, and surgery. I have to say I'm not comfortable with this mm-hmm. since I don't feel right. any of this. Right. What would you recommend? Okay. So uh, this is a, a dilemma because, I mean, yeah. obviously this guy has a milder form of atrial fibrillation mm-hmm. because the first thing that they want to do when you have atrial fibrillation is put you on blood thinners yeah. because of the turbulence that's set up in the heart by an irregular rhythm that can sometimes allow a blood clot to form and the blood clot shoots up to your brain and you have a stroke. Yeah. So this is actually one of the most common causes of stroke is people with undiagnosed atrial fibrillation who mm-hmm. weren't on a blood thinner and the first thing they find out, the way they found out about their atrial fibrillation is that they, fibrillation <laughs> is, not fibrillation, it's they got a stroke, and then it was yeah. like, oh, yeah, let's do an echocardiogram, and let's do uh, a halter monitor, and like, oh, you know, you had atrial fibrillation, and it comes mm-hmm. and goes. Mm-hmm. Coming and going is doesn't, it's not necessarily good, because it's almost like the heart's changing gears, and in the changing of the gears, a blood clot can form. So he had very infrequent atrial fibrillation, so they were very lenient. They just put him on aspirin, yeah, which is actually more prevalent in England, where they're less, you know, I guess... Cost savings is one thing, the National Health Service, but they also found that it's pretty okay to manage mild infrequent atrial fibrillation with an aspirin, not yeah. a baby aspirin, I think a full-scale 325 aspirin per day. Mm-hmm. Um, so when it's uh, frequent, sustained, they want you on a blood thinner. It used yeah. to be Coumadin, now it's Eliquis and some of the other ones. Uh, Prodaxa. Prodaxa. Uh-huh. These are, there are a whole bunch of them now. Mm-hmm. And so, but 
the downside of those is that you can bleed. You know, yeah. you can if, and if you have an injury, you're in trouble. They now have an antidote, fortunately. Oh, uh, the antidote to Coumadin was easy. It was vitamin K. They would give yeah. vitamin K. So that's why you don't want to take vitamin K when you take Coumadin, or you don't want to take lots of vitamin K. You can take yeah. a little bit because it'll neutralize the Coumadin. So the next level of treatment, and this is very popular, is mm-hmm. uh, what's called uh, the um, ablation. Oh, yeah. Okay. Which is done, it's a non-surgical technique, but it's, you know, it's a zapping, basically, of this uh, pacemaker center in the heart, which controls heart rate and the conduction uh, channels mm-hmm. that conduct electrical impulses to different parts of the heart. And they have worked it out that it can be pretty successful to con- convert people to normal rhythm. Uh, but short of that, they'll just put you on drugs because if your rate is too uh, fast, uh, it's inefficient at pumping the blood, and you can get uh, swollen ankles, swollen legs, shortness of breath. Uh, so that's for symptomatic atrial fibrillation, or when they see the heart rate is astronomical. Yeah. Uh, this guy doesn't probably. He's okay. Doesn't need rate control. Um, you know, I would have to unfortunately leave it to his doctors to see if he's high risk for stroke. Yeah. Um, you know. I recently read an article that was critical of ablation. You know, ablation is what they really want to do. They want to fix it and make it better. Um, the article found that you can cure atrial fibrillation a lot with ablation, but it doesn't matter in the end. It doesn't necessarily reduce the risk of dying. Huh. You know, it doesn't so reduce the risk of having a stroke. It do, For it, another reason. It may slightly From reduce another. the risk of having a stroke, maybe. Yeah. But it, it, the statistics are not as robust as they would have you to believe. And this is by a cardiologist, a skeptical cardiologist who wrote about this. And said that it's one of those things where they look for opportunities to do it when, Mm. you know, people aren't bothered by it. So I I would say if you're not bothered by it, do the least that you have to do. But even though you're not bothered by it, you may still be at risk for a blood clot and you may need a stronger medication than just aspirin, you know. Right. But I would see, I would solicit an opinion from a cardiologist who is the one who wants to do the least. Yeah. But if all the cardiologists agree and you have a consensus that we've got to go past aspirin and go on Eliquis or Pradex, I'm afraid I can't, I can't um, stand up for you and say, nah, you don't need that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, oh, you know, other people, you know, frequently ask the question, isn't there anything natural that we can use instead right, of... Right, like natokinase or... You know, natokinase or like high-dose fish oil yeah. or, you know, these things that are the ginkgo, natural blood thinners, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. Magnesium. They, they're, they're not as Magnesium. reliable as right. pharmaceutical blood thinners. Yeah, yeah. And then the dangers, although you said that there's an antidote, Eliquis Pradaxa's bleeding... But that could also be hemorrhagic stroke, which is less common. Yeah, that's unfortunately However, it, another type of stroke can occur. Yeah. It's 15% of strokes are hemorrhagic, and you up your risk of hemorrhagic stroke when you take a blood thinner. So you don't want to you, mm. you don't want to casually take a blood thinner. You want yeah. it to be really look at the risks and the benefits and weigh them, and mm-hmm. you know know that you have the odds on your side when you take it. Yeah, yeah. Bob, best of luck. And how you decide to... But I, but I actually yeah. like Bob's attitude on this. It's like, hey, it doesn't bother me that much. Do you know? Do I need to do anything? And the answer is do the least you have to do yeah. unless you become very symptomatic. Mm-hmm. But pay attention to the, to the blood clot risk, the yeah. stroke risk. Yeah, that's important. That's important. All right, Bob. 
Thank you very much, and best of luck to you. Good point at which to pause because we allow our sponsors an opportunity to share an important message with you, which is coming up. Here goes. Naturally occurring black pigments in vegetables, spices, and seeds have been found to have powerful anti-inflammatory effects. Black for Health liquid extract from Future Farm Botanicals combines the four most powerful of these plant-based foods, black garlic, black radish root, black peppercorn, and black cumin seed. It's an all-natural daily preventative against a host of possibly inflammatory issues. Black for Health supports your liver, skin, cholesterol, blood pressure, circulation, and immunity. It's a delicious tasting supplement with liposome complex for optimal absorption. For more information and to order, call 888-841-7216, 888-841-7216, or go to myfuturefarm.com slash Hoffman. That's myfuturefarm.com. P-H-A-R-M, myfuturefarm.com slash Hoffman. And while supplies last, buy two bottles of Black for Health and get two bottles of Wild Oil of Oregano free. That's a $55 value just for listening to Intelligent Medicine. Myfuturefarm.com slash Hoffman. Thanks for listening. Thanks for supporting our sponsors. They're what make Intelligent Medicine a continuing free resource to you. And also, uh, we would love for you to check out our products on Fullscript. Uh, drhoffmanstore.com or click on the store at drhoffman.com. It'll take you right to Fullscript where you can register and you can peruse all the great products there. Products that are very high quality and that are uh, available only through physicians. Yeah. We have an email from Steve. Actually, Steve is responding to another listener who was having trouble with insomnia. Oh, Steve's got some tips for us. Yeah, Steve's got tips. Dear Dr. Hoffman and Layla, please tell Amelia, Amelia, who has insomnia, that among other things, D-ribose, five scoops taken through the day on an empty stomach and before sleep time, helps me sleep. Resveratrol taken in the morning and at night on an empty stomach also helps. So that's interesting because... uh I appreciate the suggestion. It, it's interesting because D-ribose we use for fibromyalgia and fatigue. Yes, yes. Now, why would that possibly help you sleep? Wouldn't that keep you up all night? You'd be so energetic. Mm. And I think the answer has to do with the fact that sleep is kind of a high-energy thing. Yeah. And people who are low in energy... They don't sleep well. Don't sleep. But it's, it's sort of a chicken and egg thing. It's they don't sleep, and then they're low energy, and then, then the low energy causes their brains to not be very uh, energetically efficient. And you need a very strong brain activity to go into deep sleep because the brain yeah. is very active in sleep. Yeah. I mean, I, I wish I had, like, a recording device for my movies. I could retire for, you know, I, I could make movies, script screenplays every night. Wow. Uh, I would be the richest guy in Hollywood, you know, for, uh, you know, like, Bizarre horror movies and, uh, you know, like crazy adventure movies, spy movies, gangster movies. Because uh, that's, you know, uh-huh. it's a very active time in my yeah. brain. It's actually, sometimes I go, you know, wow, now I'm awake. It's going to be boring now. <laughs> you know, it's like. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. But it's part of the brain's house cleaning. It's true. Anyway, so Steve is mentioning this because. Uh, CBD oil didn't help him. Okay, and ribo- D-ribose helped and him. And D-ribose and resveratrol on an empty stomach. Well, I don't know about the resveratrol, but That's I mean, interesting. it works for him great. Terrific. Uh, you know, I don't discount it. I mean, sometimes it's like, okay, coincidence, uh, let's see some studies. 
Yeah. I don't think there are any studies looking at ribose for insomnia, but it kind of makes sense in that it can support brain energy. Yeah. Another example of that, it's sort of counterintuitive, is when we have people who are hypothyroid, and you know that they have low energy, they're lethargic, and we and we give them thyroid, they go, oh, I feel so much better. Plus, I'm really sleeping through I'm the sleeping night. I'm sleeping so deeply. It's like, oh my god, we gave you something that yeah. energizes you, and you would think you'd be hypercaffeinated. Yeah. No. no, 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 no. It's been set right. Mm -hmm. It's where it's supposed to be. Right. That's very interesting that they didn't have the energy. Yeah. To sleep, sleep properly. Deep. It's a, it requires energy. Yeah. Because it's house cleaning time. Yeah. Wow. Steve, thank you for those tidbits. That is wonderful. We're glad you're sleeping. Amelia, hope you're listening. Yeah. All right. She pays to listen to every, pays to listen to every, every single Q&A, because there might be some, you never know. You never know what There'd kind of pearl. Of information, a pearl. You know. <laughs> that you might miss. Right. <laughs> we have an email here. Uh, if I were to take every supplement recommended <laughs> as offering general health benefits, I'd be taking 20 supplements. Right. What to do? Well, I just... I, this reminds me, I just talked to a patient and yeah. you talked to her as well. She says, I listen to every one of your intelligent medicine podcasts. Uh-huh. And it gets very confusing <laughs> because each one, you know, rolls out some new exactly. miracle nutrient, you know, exactly. and I have many guests who have their favorite things. I've had clients it's come perplexing. in and I see a list of about 55 right. supplements. Right. It's like, oh, well, I heard Dr. Hoffman say this and then he said yeah. that and then I added this and then I yeah. <laughs> I'm creating mayhem out there. Right. So I'd be taking 20 supplements. Hey, what to do? Take your 20 supplements. 20's not a lot. Yeah, I mean, I... 20's not a lot. I, I take... I probably take about 20. Yeah, I, I probably take 12 to 15. Okay. 20's not a lot. But, you know... Another, and depending on time of year. Another, look, another another way to look at it, though, is yeah. frankly, we do... We give a sort of a shave and a haircut to people's supplement programs. I mean, yeah. There are two, two basic types of patients who don't take anything, and they're, they, boy, they're, they're, they're so depleted, they need to take things. Right. And then there's some patients who come in with enormous lists, and we have to sort it out for them. And it, it, some of it is not necessary for them or even yeah. harmful. And we have yeah. to sort of give it a trim. You know, mm -hmm. what's the name of the, the person who fixes the closets? Uh, you know, she's the... the Marie Kondo? Yes. Oh, yeah, the, the, the tidying up We're sort of lady. like the Marie Kondo of yes. supplements. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, if, if this supplement doesn't spark joy... <laughs> there we go. Right. There we go. That's exactly. For. It's like yeah. hold it in your hands, look yes. at it for a while. If it doesn't spark joy, yes. throw it in the can. Yeah, yeah. Right. Or we would say to you, if it doesn't make your biochemistries better or you to feel better, right. then yeah, right, then right. you could chuck it. Right. And right. we try to look at objective criteria and you know, yeah. patient's history and blood tests and so on. But it actually... It, it's not rocket science, you know, mm -hmm. precisely what you should take. I mean, we right. try to uh, lend our expertise and judgment to it, but sure. uh, sometimes it's sort of you're taking something on a wing and a prayer because you think it might be protective, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Like a good antioxidant formula or something like that. I mean, what are some of the things like that, that are pretty much, you know, lets us reel through them? Vitamin D. Vitamin D. Vitamin C. Vitamin C. Uh, you know, I don't go without those. Maybe a multi. The vitamin K that's in maybe the Maybe a multi. A multi uh, is a good idea. Fish oil is a good fish idea. Fish oil is a good idea. Generally. Magnesium, because magnesium, everybody's absolutely. walking yeah. around with low right. magnesium. I think CoQ10 is essential. Probiotic. Probiotic. Yeah. 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 Um, you know, see, so uh, just some of the basics. Mm -hmm. And, yeah. you know, then maybe I, I like my product, Phyto Benefits, because yes. it has a lot, it has resveratrol and curcumin and it has. Uh, 
good uh, broccoli extract, there. and mm -hmm. uh, it has pomegranate in it. So it's like a mixed, you know, and that gives you a mm -hmm. lot of things in one. Yeah. So uh, know, I'm just saying that there's there's a lot of things, you, and then of course trunitrin I'm very big on. Yes. And if you're older, maybe coenzyme Q10. Mm -hmm. um, you know, maybe glucosamine chondroitin for your joints. Yes. Um, good idea. You know, yeah. so these are among the things that I take. If you need some detox support, maybe some additional B vitamins could be helpful. Curcumin, taking, curcumin which taking, is in the phytobenefits. Yeah, taking NAC and acetylcysteine to reduce your, your glutathione level. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm just going off the top of my head here, and I yeah. may have missed some things. But. Yeah. And, uh, of course, for things like cancer prevention, melatonin is also essential. Okay. I know the dose for our cancer patients is much higher yeah. than you would take for a sleep dose. Right. So that could be beneficial. And of course, the latest, greatest is CBD. Oh, CBD, right? What can't it fix? Oh my gosh. It'll <laughs> fix your sleep. It'll fix your it's anxiety. Well, except for, except for, for Bob, who sent us that nice tidbit. No, was it, didn't it Steve? Work for him. No, no, it was Steve. It okay. didn't work for him. CBD okay. didn't work. All right. All right. I think some people, they have paradoxical reactions to something like CBD, things that you would think uh, are, that are supposed to uh, sedate the central nervous mm -hmm. system. It well, look at how fuels their dopamine or Look something. at how people react to yes. it. I mean, you have these people who, like, they take a drink and then they go to sleep. They go to sleep. And the other people just become extremely animated and, right. you know, Right, uh, they start outgoing. to dance. You're not other allowed to dance here. Aggressive. You must leave. Yeah, right. Yeah, the place is closing. You must leave now. <laughs> <laughs> Things like that. No, it's true. People can have paradoxical reactions that yeah. way. So it's very interesting when we see that. Okay. So take your supplements. Ah, another question about supplements, Dr. Hoffman. This comes from Nancy. Um, your list of supplements regarding mitochondrial support. Your recent article, Meet Your Mitochondria. Mm -hmm. Is there a supplement that contains all of these? Uh, yes, there is, but it's the size of a softball. Right. That <laughs> would be very hard to swallow. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm sorry. So, no. I've got to tell you, though, is that there are some powdered uh, formulas where you take scoops of the stuff. Mm -hmm. I don't really like those that much. They kind of taste funky. Yeah. And they leave but, an aftertaste. Yeah. But there are some things that combine carnitine and CoQ10 and... But mm -hmm. they don't, none of them have true niogen. True niogen you really have to take separately. You have to take separately. Yeah. You have to absolutely take that separately. Uh, I think that's a big deal. And there's actually um, one that has a bunch of components. It's called, um, oh, it's um, the NT Factor. NT Factor, yes, What's for healthy, energy. Healthy Aging. Healthy, healthy Aging has yes. some of those components mixed in with it. Mm -hmm. Uh, mm -hmm. In addition to, but but sort of almost token amounts, so you don't really get enough. You get a lot of NT factor. You get a little additional uh, throwing in of some of those products. Right, right. So yeah, wouldn't it be great if we could swallow a supplement that contained these? But we can't swallow a softball. It's not going to work. That maybe if you're a snake. <laughs> if you're if you're if a, you're a uh, snake. boa constrictor. Right. 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 Ah, uh, Nancy. Okay, thank you for that question. Oh, here's one. This is from Joe. Just diagnosed with high blood pressure and put on metoprolol and losartan. I'm having side effects that I refuse to live with and I'm looking for a more holistic approach. I will be looking to drop pounds along with the holistic approach to keep my blood pressure normal going forward. 
You know, Joe, if you lose five to seven percent of your weight, as little as and, that, that and, can help lower your blood and pressure. And let's translate that. You know, five to seven percent of your body weight, if you weigh 200 pounds, yeah. is what? Is, is 10 pounds right. to 14 pounds. Right. That right. would be it. That would be pretty good for somebody who's 200 pounds. And that's not, I mean, that's not unattainable. That's not, no, yeah. no, no, no. So Joe is looking to drop pounds. He's an avid bike rider, 15 miles a day, four days a week. And I walk while playing golf twice a week. I'd like to find a practitioner that can help me manage this all in the New Jersey area. Well, Joe, we're in New York. It's not that far. It's but, not that far. But, you know, there are people in New Jersey. And if you really want to look at a directory, and I can't vouch for all the people in the directory, ACAM.org has a directory. Yes, that's ACAM.org. Mm -hmm. That's the American College for Advancement in Medicine.org. Yeah. yeah, so... You could take I mean, a look there, Look, Joe. I know a lot of New Jersey people are absolutely petrified at the idea of coming to New York. <laughs> they, we see their blood pressure is high, their yeah. heart rate is racing. The George Washington Bridge, the it's Lincoln like Tunnel, the Holland Tunnel. Oh, we, my we goodness. Look at, we look at our watches like, oh, my God, they're like 45 minutes late. Oh, they're stuck in the in the, in the the Midtown Tunnel. Right. You know, it, or no, no, that's coming from Long Island. They're stuck yeah. in the Lincoln Tunnel. In the Lincoln Tunnel, right. right. <laughs> that's the worst experience is being yeah. stuck in the Lincoln Tunnel. That's oh. happened to me. Oh, gosh, all those things. This crazy story, quick story. I was once on the way to a ski vacation mm -hmm. where the plane went only once a week to the destination. Uh-huh. And so we packed all our, you know, ski gear and all our bags into a cab. We saw this broken down old cab, and we started going to Newark Airport, where mm -hmm. the plane left from. And the cab broke down in the Lincoln Tunnel. Nightmare. So we're looking, and we always get like much earlier to the airport, like three hours early, but like the time is elapsing. We're like, we, so we run with our baggage to like, they have like a, a New Jersey trooper station there at the tunnel, like the, uh -huh. you know, the, the uh, Port Authority you know, right. booth that controls the, the, you know, the traffic in the tunnel. So we run over there. It's like, oh my God, you know, we have a plane. It's like, okay, we'll call you a plane. I think this is even before the, your, yeah, we'll call you a plane? We might have had flip phones. No, no, we'll call you a cab. We'll call you. We'll call wow! You. I want to hear the rest of that story. No, no, we'll, call, yeah. we'll call you a yeah. cab. So uh -huh. so finally, we got a cab to show up to, you know, the other cab was stuck in the tunnel. We oh, got to the airport yeah. with just moments to spare to get on the plane to go. Jump and, on the plane to go. All's well there. Although it was, you'd have to wait another week to I, go, right? Or take some, you know, take a flight to Denver that then goes to transfer to, the, you know. Oh, no. Circuitous. Yeah. That's a lot of, that would be a lot of layovers. That's not fun. That's not fun. All right. So Joe, yeah, taking, you know, dropping some pounds, that's helpful. Monitor your blood pressure at home. Yeah, New Jersey. You could go to acam.org, acam.org right. to find a practitioner, an integrative practitioner near you. Best of luck with that. Okay. We have an email from Shazad. Hello, Dr. Hoffman and Layla. I have that, this... Do we know what country that's from? Uh, Staten Island. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is from Staten Island. From you, Yeah, Shazad. That's a foreign country. Right. It's a foreign... Staten Island. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes compared to the rest of New York, it could be. It but is. Yeah. Yeah. Hello, Dr. Hoffman and Layla. I have this dry cough that happens infrequently during the day as well as at night. He means frequent, infrequently during the day, but at night especially when I'm lying on the bed. I'm not a smoker. My PCP during a recent exam told me there's no congestion or problem with my lungs. Okay. He suggested I take an over-the-counter cough syrup, which I want to avoid. Yeah. What would it you won't advise? do any good anyway. Yeah. Well, you know, the, the clue is when it's he's lying, lying down. down. It could be reflux. Yes. It could be 
acid reflux yeah. that you're getting uh, yeah. when you're lying down in bed. Mm -hmm. And that can even happen while you're sitting up during the day. You say that happens infrequently, but especially at night. So that's something. It could be reflux. You know, you want to make sure that you're not eating uh, up to as, as much as three hours before bedtime. Right. That would be one strategy. Yeah, that would be one. The bed up on blocks thing, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. You've got to put well a sofa cushion behind. Yeah. I don't know how well that works. I don't know how well that works. You want to prop up the head of your bed about forty-five degrees. If you must lay down soon after eating or at bedtime, try to sleep on your left side. It kind of goes oh. with the anatomy, so that okay. gravity pulls it down into the duodenum rather than up hmm. on your right side. I mostly sleep on my right side. That wouldn't yeah. work for me. Um, yeah. So. So that's something. And what are some of the things that might help alleviate the GERD? Yeah, uh, the GERD. You aloe, want aloe vera at night. Aloe vera, like, sure. Like a half cup of aloe vera gel or juice. Taking some DGL, deglycerizated licorice, right. is helpful. Endofin. For that. Endofin, which is a nice powder. Powder that you put in water and you... And you take yeah. that. You could take that during the day as well mm -hmm. as at night. That can help to reduce the reflux. Right. But it's also important to avoid the foods that may be causing reflux. Yeah, I would look at root cause. Yeah. Are you a big spicy food eater? Are you a big fan of raw onions and garlic and broccoli and raw carrots and apples raw carrots. and peaches? Why, I yeah, raw carrots that. even. Why, what, Believe it or not. A, what is it about raw carrots? Don't know. I think it's just that it's raw. It's a little spicy Maybe. Or no, no. I, I, you need more acid to break down raw, oh, I think. Okay. I think cooking... Oh. takes care of a lot of things. You'd be better off with cooked huh. onions if you have GERD than raw onions. It's, huh. it's not like a, a FODMAP thing or anything like that, but okay. and carrots are not a FODMAP, by the way. But um, for reflux, it's best to cook a lot of these things. Avoid spicy. Avoid mint. Coffee and tea contain acid that may be contributing or exacerbating to your problem. Tomato products. Um, I, I read, I mean, some people have this <laughs> nagging cough, like a almost like a neurological, like a reflux kind of thing. It's like mm. they, they feel a tickle in their throat, and it's really drives them crazy, and there's no clear cause. Yeah. They can't elucidate it. I read an article in a journal recently about how the medication Neurontin can mm. calm that kind of cough. But, you know, there's a lot of different causes for coughs. Yeah. And Allergy, uh, too. Certainly allergy. Yeah. Allergy could be causing that tickle or something like that. Yeah. Um, trying to think, uh, possibly... It's a dry cough. Well, you know, the other thing is just take the cat off your face when you're Yes, in bed. don't, don't let the pet sleep in bed with you. Right, just do not let the cat cling to your face. Right, you need to wash your mattress cover. <laughs> I hope you have a mattress cover. Okay, you want to vacuum at least once a month all the railings around your mattress, your bedposts, all of that. Make sure it's dust-free. Don't have a lot of... Things that attract dust is a lot of fabric, and mm -hmm. especially in the bedroom if you've got... You know, your shears are fine, but if right. you, then you have heavy drapes and you've got a valance I, across that and you have wall-to-wall wall, wall carpeting. I have underbed storage. There you go. I have underbed storage. Mm. And I have, I think there are dust bunnies in there that are older <laughs> than a lot of the listeners. I was horrified. I pulled the, 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 the uh -huh. bed up and uh -huh. I looked in the storage under the bed. And oh my wow. God, it was like I had a whole ecosystem in there. <laughs> you know? So, you know, I got the vacuum right. out, the cleaner out and... Right. It made me sneeze just to to, to do that. Yeah. You might need a face mask to right. vacuum something yeah. like that. So, gosh. And so, we're sleeping like right over that. Oh yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. You're yeah. Sleeping right over that. So you have to take that into account. Vacuum well under the bed too. 
Shazad, we hope that helps. Hope you feel better soon. Okay, well, that's all the time that we have for this week's Q&A wow. with Layla. I think we answered some interesting questions, covered a lot of ground. Mm-hmm. And we invite you to send your questions to radioprogram at AOL.com. Keep them coming. And that way, we'll stay in business. Thank hey. you, everybody. Thanks, Layla. I'm Dr. Ronald Hoffman, and this is the Intelligent Medicine Podcast. This is Layla Mutin, RD. I see patients regularly, along with Dr. Hoffman. If you require a nutrition consult with me but live out of town, there's no need to travel to New York City. I have telephone consultations with clients from all over the country. Please visit drhoffman.com for more information. And to set up an appointment, call 212-779-1744. That's 212-779-1744. I look forward to being a collaborator in your health care.